Gospel of John, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We're certainly familiar with the idea of abiding in Christ, but do we actually know what that means? Do you feel like you need to Google the term to understand what it looks like? In this episode, we talked to Dawson women that spent time this summer working through Jody Burns, praying the scriptures for your life. Listen and enjoy what they learned along the way. Welcome back to Everywhere You Are. I'm Rachel Langston, and our guests today are Deidre Booker and Julie Raines. This summer, they have been facilitating groups through Jody Burnt's Praying the Scriptures for Your Life. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hey. So, Deidre, tell us where you are today. I am Deidre Booker. I'm married to George Robert, and we have been at Dawson for about 12 years. We have two kids, Mary Martin, who is 15, and William, who's 13. And we love Dawson, and I love to sing in the choir here. And that's actually where I met Julie. That's right. Okay, Julie, so tell us where you are today. I am Julie Raines. I am married to Joe, and I'm a high school geometry teacher. Two daughters who are away at college, and I do love to sing in the choir. I've sung in the choir since I got to Dawson, which was when I came to Birmingham in college. So the study for the summer that y'all have been kind of walking through, what made you decide to facilitate it? Well, I, t- I spoke with Kristen about potential studies for this summer. I, because I'm a school teacher, I had some time in the summer to really focus. And it's been a tough several years teaching school. And I was like, I really need to refocus for the summer. And so um, she said, oh, great. We're doing this 31 days of abiding. And I was like, that sounds fantastic. Then she kind of snuck in. Oh, by the way, it's all prayer. And it it, it is, but it's it's so much more than prayer. It's it's abiding, and and our connection for abiding is pray is praying. Abiding is so much more encompassing, and so it just really fit the bill for what I needed this summer. So when you went to her, were you thinking I just want something to go through myself, or you wanted to know what we were doing at Dawson, or you wanted to lead? I was willing to lead, but I knew I needed to be in a study, and okay. I'm, in, I'm in some other studies with my Sunday school class. Uh, ladies, which is marvelous. And I, I just wanted something focused, just a different perspective. We're going through particular books in that yeah. in that study. And I wanted something, books of the Bible. And I just wanted something more focused on a topic. And I have not gone all the way through it, but I like the idea of 31 days. That feels doable instead of, you know, hey, let's inductively study, you know, Revelation. Which th- that is what I've been doing for the past couple of school years. I've been doing precept studies. So this seemed like a fun change for the summer. The 31 days abiding prayer. I have loved our small groups and hearing what everyone has learned about abiding because it seems simple. And if you've been a Christian for a long time, think, well, we all should know how to abide, right. what that means, what that looks like day to day. And I didn't want to be the only dum-dum in the class to be like, I literally Googled abide. (laughs) I knew what it meant. And I knew that I was trying my best to abide in Christ day to day. But I had in my head it was some mystical, abstract concept. But God in his infinite goodness has shown me, no, there are some concrete 
practical things you can do to abide in me every single day. And I've loved that. It's been interesting. We've just finished the, the series on spiritual disciplines. And some of what has come up in those conversations is practicing a discipline, or in this case, practicing prayer or abiding is who you are. But so, there are some kind of tangible, practical things you can do just to show up. And I loved how Jody said, she, she even spoke in the, in the introduction about how some of us don't, we don't know what that is. We don't know what that means. And that becomes your prayer. Show me how to abide, that he will send his Holy Spirit to teach you and to show you. And praying the scriptures is, is the path for that. Right. And so that's been so, it's been so enlightening when I don't have the words or when I don't know what to pray. He's already given me the words to pray. Right. I can right. apply that scripture to this, this topic, this experience, this whatever there is. He really has spoken to everything of life. And all I have to do is find that scripture. She's given so many. In fact, as you spoke about the 31 days, this could be 31 weeks. Yes. These chapters, absolutely. these days, <laughs> these days could be so large because she's given possibly 20 scriptures, maybe 15 each day. They're so beefy and <laughs> you could really do a big, deep study on each one. I think it throughout the summer, we've kind of highlighted the ones that meant something in our moment of the summer. And that's been interesting to hear from different people at the table um, about which ones have meant something. It, it Not that it didn't speak to me, but it, it didn't like hit my nerve quite like it did someone else's. And that's been interesting to hear and to share as we've gotten to know each other. That first week, we didn't have a whole lot of sharing, but as we've gotten to know one another and moved around our, in our group and people in and out for the summer, it's been nice to hear. And so each week, everybody's just kind of shared or have y'all gone through a chapter or what? Kristen organized the book into weeks for us and you can come without having read or right. done anything, but she tells you day by day which lessons to read. And then when we come back, we talk about what we read the week before and the reflections to discuss at our tables and that kind okay. of thing. Yeah, we've done five days, a w five days for a week. Is it more about abiding or is it more about prayer or is that the same thing? I think they go hand in hand. I think that's one of the things I've learned is I had an ideal that abiding needed to be in a quiet place with my Bible and no distractions and it had to be a perfect thing and, and I can abide here, but I can abide all day, every day in a noisy place, in a busy place. That's what I've loved. And it is God's word and prayer. And we are pretty much praying God's word over every situation that we are facing each day. That's what this book is showing us. And she's equipping us and reminding us of those scriptures we ha all have hidden in our hearts, but to bring those to mind more immediately instead of maybe trying to handle something on my own and then think, oh, let me pray about that or let me recall my scripture. Right. It's becoming more of an immediate reaction to things that pop up during the day. So what does abiding in a noisy environment or in the middle of your day look like? It could be as simple as saying, help me, God, right in this moment. And at the beginning of the book, the author tells a story about her mother who was very busy and she was preparing the Thanksgiving dinner and she noticed her husband was sitting there in his easy chair reading his Bible. And she thought, wow, I would love to just sit there and spend time with God, but I'm mashing all these potatoes 
And God spoke to her right there and said, I'm with you. I'm with you right here. And that's probably one of my favorite stories that she shared in the book. I had just turned to that page. Well, maybe you can read it because she said it better. Jody says, abiding then boils down to a willingness to surrender. It takes our everyday, ordinary potato mashing lives and places them before God as an offering, not trying to live up to any sort of impossible standard, but trusting trusting the Holy Spirit to change us, renew us, and keep us connected. I was telling somebody about this book and... I said, you know, the few days that I've gone through, it's interesting at the end of the the format, she, you know, kind of gives you all these scriptures to pray through that you can basically sentence by sentence a way to do, which is I've always thought about praying the scriptures, almost like personalizing them, you know, like putting my name in the place of whatever. But this is a little bit different. Like it's literally you could your entire prayer could be scripture. It really could. And what we noticed today in our study was that these sometimes the scriptures get used over and over again each week, even though each week kind of has a different topic. Right. We can kind of think about that scripture in a different way. And that really broadened my horizon that this scripture doesn't fit in my box under this topic. It fits. It's the whole word of the Lord. It, it, it fits my life, period. Right. And so it's been nice to kind of almost it, to find that daily meaning in so many verses, so much scripture, rather than this is for this, this is for this, this is for this. Um, it's it's given me a, a broader look at how the Bible affects my everyday. And how amazing God's word is that he wrote a verse that maybe for years and years it was your go-to verse for sorrow or busyness, but it's so versatile and it's allowed us to see it can be useful in every situation, many, many different scenarios. And how our seasons of life change. Like that verse meant something to me when I was a college student. And it's that verse you always go to. Right. And now, now as the seasons have changed and has, as we've had um, a wide range of ages in our group, that wisdom from people who have been through a lot more than I have, it's been nice to hear how, how it means something to them too and what it what. It, God has shown them. Yeah, that was one of the themes that came up in our spiritual disciplines conversations was how different things look different in various life stages. After listening to several of the spiritual discipline podcasts, we had already started this study when I began listening to them. And I was thinking the same thing. This is abiding is, I guess, a spiritual discipline, and it encompasses most of the spiritual disciplines. As you get to the end of the study, what's different about either your perspective of abiding in Christ or your practice, one or either or both? I love that this isn't just a study that we'll do in six weeks and then I'll put this book away and that'll be that. This is something that you can do every day. And I may refer to this book sometimes, but I don't have to have this particular book and be in the midst of this study. It's really given you ideas of verses and scriptures to use throughout your week and your life. I feel like it's more of a an ongoing, not necessarily just a six weeks. It's taught you a process more than it's going through particular material. Right. Which I enjoy doing both, but yeah. I think I'll think about this and reflect on it and use. It's so practical. I think it's made me a lot more aware of my need of abiding on a daily ongoing basis and not so much that it's the the morning quiet time, check the box, that's done, now on with my day. It's much more of an everyday, all day, 
position of, of a yieldedness of, I got frustrated. I'm not going to have the rant. I'm going to, I'm going to remember that, that God's at work and God put that interruption in my path for a reason. And that perspective, it's been a perspective change. Yeah. It almost feels like in some ways it, it helps you focus more on God and then on certainly yourself or your circumstances. Like that's definitely what's happened in the, in the conversations today, we were talking about how if you're too busy to study the Bible, you're, you're just too busy. There's some things on your list that, that God didn't put there right? because he wants to have a conversation with us. He wants to be in our lives daily at various times ongoing. And, and for us to compartmentalize him is not really his goal for us. It's been convicting and it's been eye-opening, but it's it's not a list of, oh, do this better that I need to think about. It's by abiding, I will do that better. He's left room for the Holy Spirit to help us right. to do that better. So it's not it's not even on me <laughs> completely. It, it's for me to notice and to you know, go, wow, I should be, I should pray about that first. It's on me to do that. But even when I'm at a loss and even when I don't quite know how he will send the helper that will do that. So what are, have been some of y'all's topics that you've liked the most? They're all so good. One of them is, um, I love day 30. The title is praying for park parking places. <laughs> like, are you supposed to pray for a parking place or is God, you know, not interested in the details is always well, kind of the, I think the fact that that's day 30 of 31, um, <laughs> because you've, you, because it is so broad and initially it kind of is don't bring your laundry list. Your, right. la your laundry list should be things like wisdom and discernment and focus and, abiding. And then I think by day 30 is where we get to, I need a parking spot and I need it right now. Right. Right. <laughs> because you have all the other yieldedness. We've, you know, you've kind of already worked through some of that. We had six themes for these weeks. The first one was abiding, asking things in Jesus name because he's covered our sin and he is the face. He is our face to God, uh, bearing fruit, love, remembrance, and joy. As you go through them, you kind of don't see those keywords necessarily, right. but then you're like, oh, that is all about bearing fruit. That is all about love. That what that was all about remembrance. I did mine more like a daily devotional. Um, I would read one day at a time, but I did like how certain verses would pop up at the end of the lesson or again in life in another way. God would bring those verses back again and again so I would focus more on those like I get it you know like okay God I get it I've you know it's well, been four different places today and it usually takes me that third or fourth time <laughs> when I say oh yeah or what's been the most challenging thing that you've learned you mentioned something being convicting I think that's it I think it's 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 really shown me places in my life where I was relying on myself or, you know, I got this, I don't have to pray about that. Or um, if, if I could just get all these ducks in a row and very self-reliant, and that has been very convicting. We also, we read from so many different sources. One of the things that Kristen brought out for us on the Bearing Fruit Week was um, the orchard parable. And um, wow, that lemon tree that was my own fruit. Yep. Yeah, that keeps haunting me. <laughs> my own fruit, the thing I put on my list that God did not put on my list. That might be good, might be bad, but it's just not of him. I think God has pointed out to me abiding isn't just something I do 
at certain times of the day, like Julie said, I did my devotional check. I'm the branch and he is the vine and I'm connected to him all day. Not just when I'm mentally or verbally saying a prayer or reading my Bible. I'm connected to him all day. I have access and I have the privilege of praying in Jesus' name all day. So when these little interruptions of life come up, I don't have to be on my own. I can immediately pray and recall these scriptures. And I want to say I was doing okay with that, but this study has helped me realize maybe I do process it on my own first for a while and then think, oh, wow, this seems tough. Hey, God, can you help me with that? (laughs) Instead of saying, hey, God, help me with that immediately. And then wait for him to direct. Which is what we just uh, talked about earlier was the waiting is, he may not direct me immediately. Right. Yeah, I I may say, help me with that, God. And then out the door I go, headed to do exactly what I had planned to do all along. I don't know about that. I'm sure you don't. I'm I'm sure I'm the only one that does that. So why do we, why do we make that so hard? Why do we, why do you think we, because that's not news to us that we're connected to Jesus all day long. So why, why is it that we're so bent to do it our way? I'm, Deirdre, I'm glad that you commented on being the vine and we're the branches, on God being the vine and we're the branches, because it, it's our study has been based on John 15, uh, yeah, John 15, and how these are just the last words of Christ to us, to his disciples, as he's headed to the garden. And he follows up at the end of John about how the world is going to treat us and the world that we're in, that we're supposed to be separate from. And I think that's the crux of why this is so hard. We get caught in the world. We get caught in the comparison game. We get caught on their priority and agenda. We want to look good. We want to look good to them. And that kind of sometimes becomes more important. And that's where abiding is is that check of, wait, God says this. And we, we commented today all day in our, in our study about how it was so about the world. Now that we're abiding, how are we going to interact with the world? Um, I think that's, it's the worldliness around us that makes that so tough and so distracting. And yet in some ways, maybe that, I mean, Jesus knew you're going to, you know, what you think the world is going to look like is not what it's going to look like. Right. And and, in those moments, the only thing that you can do is be connected to me. Mm -hmm. How do you think this has affected your parenting or the way you pray for other people? Well, it talked about how it talks about that this person has has wrestled, wrestled in prayer for you as much as I am praying scripture over my life and my expanded life of my family and children and my expanded life of my friends and and then total strangers that you might meet on the street or that live in other countries. And you hear about world events and and you're praying for them. I think it has affected how I pray at, at the moment. It's, it's pray, I'm praying more, more globally, more praying for wisdom, praying for discernment, praying for safety, praying for confidence in the Lord, rather than in the details of a parking space, though I know the details of a parking space are important. Right. But I think that's how it's changed it. It's changed my want for people to want to abide because that's been my, my focus now. My focus has changed for myself. Do you find that focusing on abiding in Christ changes what you want for yourself or for for your people, your family, your friends? I think it does. When we when we're abiding, we're 
seeking God's will, we're renewing our mind and that's how we can test and approve his good and pleasing and perfect will. And when I'm praying God's word, I'm praying his will. Yeah, because really, I mean, yeah, because I mean, what I what I was thinking earlier when I said that about personalizing script, you know, putting your name in a verse, that's all about me and what I the scriptures that I want God to use in my life in a certain way. But if you're praying straight scripture, which is really a story about God, it almost takes the focus off of what I want. Right. Like the verse that is so often taken out of context, you know, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But if I'm abiding in Christ day in and day out, my desire will be his desire. Yes. And one week in the study, we did talk about when you're praying for something that's not answered immediately, sometimes the tendency is to stop praying just to kind of put it to the side for a while. But she, she encourages us in the book to keep praying because I think that does lead us to God's will. It, she says God could be teaching us perseverance, the trait that marks us as mature and complete. He could be testing and purifying our faith, not for his benefit, but to prove to us that our faith is strong and real. Or he could be giving us an opportunity to hone our requests so that our desire lines up better with his plan. Yeah, that's perfect. I, th- yeah. I think we grew up with God answers prayer with yes, no, and not now. And that's kind of tough. I love this a whole lot better. Yes. It's not yes, no, or now, or not now. It's you're going to learn something. We had talked about bearing fruit. It might be pruning. We might have a prune on the on the schedule, or we might need to better hone our connection with him and his will for us. That makes so much more sense. I can accept that a lot better than, well, this is a no. Right. Well, and it's and it, like you're filtering that no through the hands of a loving God. So it may be no, but it's a no with so much love. Are there some scriptures that have stood out either that were things that you like favorites from from before you did the study or there's some are there some new scriptures that maybe you're seeing in a different way? I feel like I feel like lately we've really been talking about take my yoke upon you. I learn from me. My yoke is easy and light. That keeps coming up with lots of topics. We've also, we've read from several different um, kinds of translations and paraphrases. And so that's been interesting to see how people would paraphrase it to fit whatever their comment was, or just to see how different, different versions say things. Cause some, some of the versions don't say it, don't say abide at all. They say remain. I just think it's interesting sometimes to see a scripture that you think, you know, or you think, you know, of. I've known that for 40 years or whatever, and you see it in a different way or it takes on a new meaning or a different circumstance. Um, Do you remember when you Googled abide what it said? I wrote down because, I mean, I looked for a reputable. Sure, sure. And that is where I found, um, I believe I shared it earlier. Jesus makes it clear that it involves a number of concrete realities. Union with him through grace, obedience, our response to his teaching. So that gave me a good springboard, a good place to start that it wasn't just some abstract idea. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to be like, well, I hope I was abiding. I hope I did it. No. Am I doing these things? And it all there's a way to measure it. Yes. And it all comes back to his word. About the time this this podcast posts, everybody's going to be back in school. What are your takeaways from the summer where it was a little easier to 
focus on this? And what does this look like in the middle of a busy school year? I hope I'll remember to go to him first, to remember that I'm connected to the ultimate source of life, wisdom, love, answers, not to go down the mental rabbit hole or text a few people or call my mom. All those things are great. And I love to get advice from trusted friends, but just talk to God first, go to his word first, find some of these verses that were meaningful and try to go at the problem that way first. And then if I need to seek trusted counsel or I may not even have to call my mom. Yeah, I like that. Our phones make it so easy to text 12 people before we go to God. During this study, study, I have, I've had a couple of things happen that have almost picked up the phone and texted a friend or my mother to say, please pray about this. And I thought, no, you pray about it. Well, um, bearing fruit, I think that's going to be my daily thought as I, as I teach geometry, which we all love, exactly um, that that the students come away and feel like I have shown them some fruit of the spirit, whatever they bring to me that day, that what they've left with from me would be that. Now that you've heard Julie and Deidre talk about their experience this summer, do you feel like you understand abiding in Christ more? What is it that keeps you from just stopping and spending time in Scripture? What makes you need to remain in Christ and to remain focused on His Word? Everywhere you are this week, we hope you'll realize that you're with Christ and He's with you. Remember that apart from Him, you can do nothing. Thank you for listening to Everywhere You Are. We love producing these stories and we're excited about how God is using them. To learn more about the Dawson family of faith, please visit our website, dawsonchurch.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We could use your help going forward. First, please let us know what you think about the episodes. We want to hear what you like, what you don't like, and your ideas for how we can make the podcast better. To share your thoughts, comment on the episode post in the Dawson Women's Ministry Facebook group, or email podcast at dawsonchurch.org. Second, we want to hear your stories of how God has worked in your life. If you would be willing to share your story, please email Kristen Torres at ktorres at dawsonchurch.org. Finally, please help us spread the word about the podcast. Tell your friends, family members, neighbors, and coworkers about the podcast and encourage them to listen and subscribe. Thank you for your help. We'll see you next time.